Oh, you know what we need to talk about? What do we need to talk we about? Need to talk about Hello, <laughs> CGP Grey thanking you for sponsoring the podcast. That's the best thing. Right off the back of us talking about advertising on podcasts, right? Yes. That has to be pre-chat, surely. It really threw me. I didn't know what, <laughs> didn't know what was happening. No, that's why. I was, I was on the way to Tim's house and I put in my headphones and I decided to listen to Hello Internet. And then I literally like stopped in the middle of the street when I heard it. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I had no idea that you'd sponsored Hello Internet. It was amazing. How much did that cost you? I can tell you. <laughs> it's a trade secret. Do you think CGP Grey will tell me if I ask nicely? I mean, I can't even tweet at him because he's off the internet at the moment. Why is he off the internet? Or is he back? I don't know. I'm quite behind on Hello Internet and clearly so are you because you have no idea about this. No. But you sponsored him anyway. Such a traitor, really. I should be sponsoring ourselves. Okay, let's have a quick listen to what CGP Grey had to say about you. Today's episode of Hello Internet is brought to you by Ting. Thanks to Ting for supporting the show, and thanks to Ting for having such an easy and fun URL to say. <laughs> yes, that was a great surprise to me when I heard that. It's a good ad read as well. I like it. <laughs> Do you think he would read out an advert for our podcast if we sent one in? <laughs> I'm not convinced he would, actually. <laughs> no. It would probably cost more than we could afford anyway. May not do. I'd rather spend that money on artists for my lame platform game. Is it okay to get people who sound alike, sound alikes to do this kind of thing? <laughs> we'll get a CGP Grey sound alike. Yeah, or get get a ton. Just get a ton because we can. I think we're missing the point. The point is we want it read on his podcast, not that we want oh, yeah. it read in his voice. We've already got it read in his voice, Ting. Turned out it was really easy. All you had to do was change your name to be the same as a mobile phone network in the US. I mean, that was real foresight. It's taken all this time, though. <laughs> it's the long con. <laughs> okay, on to more serious matters. <laughs> Seriously? Of potential advertising. <laughs> Inadvertent advertising. So, apparently, Daenerys Targaryen was not drinking Starbucks. But everyone said she was, so it was still free advertising for Starbucks. In Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 4, someone leaves a coffee cup, like a paper coffee cup, on Daenerys Targaryen's table. But they fixed it in post. They've actually edited it out. So if you're listening to this episode and you go back to watch it, you won't see it because it has been expunged from history. Did you pick it up when you were watching it? When I watched it live... No, I did not. I totally didn't notice this. In fact, the only reason I found out about it at all was because on the front page of Reddit was a link that said, this isn't the first time Game of Thrones has forgotten to edit something out of a scene. And it had the two dragons flying over Winterfell and then a Boeing 747. And I was like, what are they on about? And then in the comments was a link to the story about them leaving the coffee cup. The real question I have is, how do you feel about these goofs? Were you offended? Were you, were you outraged? No, because I didn't notice it at all. It happens, though. I think when you're too close to something, it's really easy to miss stuff that's right in front of your face. So perhaps they were just so preoccupied about everything else in the scene that they just didn't see the coffee cup. It's quite a normal thing to have a goof now these days. They're everywhere. Yeah, the problem is they know they can fix it in post. Everyone has, everyone has like 
fixing it in post, doing a day one patch. There aren't many cases where you get no do-overs. Fine. I was going to say, I was listening to this radio show and they were outraged. They were outraged to an unbelievable level. And they thought, you know, it's a production with hundreds of people and at least someone would have seen it. But you're right. You just, you're blind to these things. I think it's really easy to miss if you've just been staring at a scene the whole time. Your eyes will just sort of slide off it. I don't know. It's like how people sometimes say, you know, oh, did you see that advert? And I'm like, no, because my brain is actually just editing adverts out of things now. I just like literally don't see adverts a lot of the time, unless it's something really unusual. That's a good point, though. I'm fed. You're fed a ton of adverts every day. You just can't keep track of all of them. Yeah, it's only when things are surprising that they jump out at you. And maybe for the people who are editing those scenes, they see coffee cups all the time because, you know, they're on the set. It's normal for them. Whereas obviously for a viewer at home, it's like, what's this? Well, I am surprised to have sympathetic Mike today. (laughs) Next thing. So I spoke to you last week about Minecraft classes. I found this really funny, actually. You were outraged that parents would pay to send their children to Minecraft classes. You were like, I don't want to pay for her to learn to play Minecraft. I mean, it wouldn't be you playing. It would be your sister-in-law, brother-in-law, something. I don't know. It was your niece Niece. who's going to go to Minecraft classes. But you, you were just horrified that parents would pay for their children to learn to play Minecraft. And I was like, I don't think they're going to learn to play Minecraft. I think they probably assume you can already play Minecraft. Because if you're seven years old and you can't play Minecraft, that's like not being able to read. You know, basic Minecraft literacy is a given these days. The world has changed so much. It has. It really has, actually. It's quite horrifying. Yeah, it wasn't how to play Minecraft. It was a course in game design. Is that right? Yes, it was. Yes. Was it actually run by id Software? Or just some other company that had the initials ID? It was another company with the same initials. Oh, cheeky. Well, that's what happens over here. No one's checking. I know, you know, esports is coming. I'm sure at some point, coaching for really playing games will happen very soon. Yeah, I mean, this was game design using Minecraft as the canvas for your game design. So teaching you about command blocks and how to make levels in Minecraft as a kind of gateway to just general 3D level design. But yes, I'm sure also you will get genuine, you know, like how you get like football boot camps or like the training camps for famous football teams, right? Yeah. There must be, in fact, there must already be like training camps for Dota 2 or Overwatch or LOL or whatever. Surely they already exist. I think there's a big it's a big difference because parents can see all the money in football. So everyone every parent dreams of their child becoming the next <laughs> every parent, really. Whereas they don't want their kids to play in esports yet because it's it's not as lucrative. It's not as lucrative, no. It's more lucrative than most jobs though, if you make it. If you make it. But then you only Yeah, good. I mean most people don't make it, it's true. I feel that like the barrier to entry is much lower and your career only goes, doesn't go 
last very long. That's also the problem. No. Well, these things have to start somewhere. I mean, until quite recently, football wasn't very lucrative either, was it? Like, if you go back, oh, I was going to say like 50 years, but even 50 years is actually not longer. 1990. It's when Sky came in. It's when Sky came in with the Sky money. That's the thing. You didn't used to become a multi, 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 multi millionaire from being a footballer. But now you definitely do. But like, if you're a footballer in like some other countries, it's nowhere near as lucrative. Yeah. And that's a problem. Is it a, is it a problem? problem? If you play for an English team, you're fine because that's where the money is. <laughs> but that's what they're looking for, right? Esports just needs to be on the big, on the main sports channels. And then they're, you know, they're, they've arrived. I think in South Korea, it is that big, isn't it? <sighs> I don't know. I actually don't really watch any properly structured esports, I just watch random streamers. The economics of sports is really interesting, especially for esports. But you don't know how, you know, it's a lot of sports you don't really appreciate, like boxing. Boxers make a ton of money, but, you know, it's all from pay-per-view. And why does pay-per-view work just for boxing and not for other sports? That's a rhetorical question. Don't know. You know don't, no need to answer that one. Oh, okay. I was about to answer, oh, but answer. Yeah, if you don't want to know, answer, then. then. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you told me it was rhetorical, so... Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me tonight, Sir Michael. Hello. And myself, Tingathy. We're a book club for games. But not today. What are we going to talk about today? Today, we're going to talk about the Sonic movie trailer and Detective Pikachu. We're going to talk about dreams. And we will have some E3 rapid fire. But first, shall we talk about the book club game? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so although we said the book club's going on hiatus for a month or two. It did. It's already yeah, been on hiatus. We just realized that that already <laughs> happened. So actually, we may as well announce what the next book club game will be. Though... We probably won't talk about it until July, because we've actually recorded all the episodes until July already. So, the next book club game will be... Thimbleweed Park. This is your choice? This is my choice. And why have you chosen it? Because I learned recently that Mike doesn't like point-and-click adventures. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> It's or not he takes I... issue with them. He has issues with them. Yeah. It's not that I don't like point-and-click adventures. I do quite like point-and-click adventures. But I also have issues with point-and-click adventures. That is true. Anyway, let's not talk about that now because I'm sure I will go off on it for an extended period when we actually talk about Thimbleweed Park. But the book club game is Thimbleweed Park... It was free on the Epic Store, so I hope you claimed it when it was free. <laughs> and we will talk about it in July. So now that's out of the way. What the?
go fast. Twenty minutes ago, an energy surge knocked out power across. Let's talk about the Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog trailer, and Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Where to start with this? So we already have a commitment from Future Mike. Yeah, well, present Mike was meant to have seen Detective Pikachu, but then he didn't. And so unfortunately now the responsibility falls to future Mike to come back and tell us how the movie was. Personally, as present Mike, I'm hoping it's really good. I suspect it will be the movie to break the video game curse, as in it will be a good video game movie adaptation. Because so far there hasn't been one-ish. I did have a follow-up question for this. What is the current best video game movie for you? Super Mario Brothers? <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think what video game movies exist. I mean, I assume we're talking about live-action ones because there have been, say, tons of Pokemon cartoons. And... Well, if you love them, you can say them. But, well, I've only seen the first one, and I also think they are very strongly aimed just at children. So I don't think those are, like, general appeal video game movies. I, as in, they don't even have the general appeal of, say, like, the Lego movie, which is a kid's film, but appeals to, you know, adults too. Whereas I, I really feel like the Pokemon movie was literally just aimed at kids to sell Mewtwo merch or something. This is in the 90s or something, you know. This is, like, in the distant past. But... Yeah, what is the current front-running video game movie? I mean, I haven't seen most video game movie adaptation films. I guess because I've been actively avoiding them. Wasn't there a whole load of them made by U-Bol? Was that his name? U-Bol? Yes. And he was notorious because, like, everything he made was terrible. I think of the ones I have seen the least bad video game movie was the Resident Evil movie. The first one. Okay. Because that's the only one I've seen. I'm not sure if that is a good film or a bad film. Well, no, I don't think it's necessarily a good film, but I didn't think it was a terrible film. I have two for you, and I think you'll have watched one at least. Go for it. So Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider was the other one I was going to say, maybe. Maybe it was okay. With the Angelina Jolie one. That's the only one I've seen, yes. And the other film was Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Oh no, two thumbs down. Two thumbs down and take a dump on it too. That was a bad film. Really? Was, was it that? I thought it was good. I, I wrote down The Spirits Within as my answer to my question. <laughs> really? Have you seen it? Yes, I have. Have you played any Final Fantasy games? No. I mean, no wonder you haven't if you thought The Spirits Within was what Final Fantasy was like. The Spirits Within was just dumb. <laughs> I'd have thought all the Final Fantasy fans would have gone out to watch this movie. Yeah, this we only did. Made, like, we did. We all went make... out to watch it. But wasn't this the movie that brought down the studio? Yeah, because it was terrible. <laughs> but where was the support? Because <laughs> we all went out to watch it and it was dreadful. But no one turned up. <laughs> well... I mean, I went to watch it. I don't know what happened to everyone else. Maybe they everyone pirated, pirated it. it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
Maybe it was on limited release because they knew it was a stinker and then everyone just pirated it anyway. I don't know. I saw it in the West End. I saw it in Leicester Square in London. Like, I actually saw it at, like, the Big Odeon. It was ridiculous. I don't know why I did this. It wasn't worth it. I don't think it was that bad. Maybe I need to play a Final Fantasy game and get back to you. I, I, I guess the other thing is, yeah, you're making me think of all sorts of other video game movies now because Advent Children... That was kind of okay. I haven't said that. It wasn't good, though. It wasn't good, and it didn't have mass market appeal. It was very much a niche Final Fantasy VII kind of sequel. Yeah, so anyhow, I don't think there have been any really great mass market video game to movie adaptations, but possibly Detective Pikachu will be the first. Will your bar that you're measuring Detective Pikachu by be slightly lower because it's a video game movie? No, I'm making no allowances. I want it to be a good movie in an objective sense. Okay, okay. I want it to amuse me as much as, say, the Lego movie, for it to be counted as a good movie. Oh, I'm not sure. (laughs) Let me know. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, the alternative was the Sonic movie, and I think we can all agree that's not shaping up terribly well. No. Let's talk about that. Did you see the the teaser poster that was released at the end of last year? Yes, I did. And that was already a very dark omen because Sonic's legs just looked way too human. It, it was like they actually just got a guy and then put him in furry spandex. Did you immediately think that or did people nudge you in that direction? I just thought it looked wrong. I just thought it looked wrong. And then, I mean, if you click the Reddit comments, someone's going to have already distilled what you were thinking, but hadn't quite managed to put into words. If then we fast forward to April this year. When we got the trailer. Yeah. With that classic Sonic song, Gangster's Paradise. It was so weird. It was just, I don't understand what they were thinking when they made this film like i literally don't understand who are they making this film for not sonic fans clearly jim carrey is in it as dr robotnik but dr robotnik should be this like big fat man jim carrey is also just not at all what comes to mind when you say dr robotnik okay tell me what does come to mind (laughs) like a big fat german man i don't know it's hard. It's a hard problem. And Jim Carrey... No, who, who's... You asked, who will go see this film? Fans of Jim Carrey would. I guess that's the thing. They were just trying to make a kind of kid-friendly film, and it just so happens that it's Sonic the Hedgehog, but it could be anything. They could have, they could have just invented some other character. Maybe. I don't know. I just... It just doesn't make any sense. The whole thing is just ridiculous. It's like they got the IP on the cheap and then they thought we should do something. Let's shit something out for Christmas. Sega's weird like that. Sega just... It's like, you know, they were like, oh wait, they're making a Mario movie. We need to get in there first. We need to get in there first to make our Sonic movie first. And yeah, what are they doing? I don't understand. There's even a bit where like they fall through a giant ring. It's like, it's really odd. There's all these kind of references and callbacks to the game but at the same time it's nothing to do with 
the game? We don't know that for sure. We don't know that for sure. And there's Sonic's creepy two human teeth. And then there's the weird business with... Oh, I don't know. Did you see the Reddit thread about how many premature babies Sonic has killed by knocking out power to the US? No. Anyway, it's very strange. But, given all the outrage, the producer, is it, I don't know, I don't know who has promised to redesign. The producer, the director, someone. A redesign has been promised. That's the important thing. I'm kind of shocked. I can't imagine what they're going to do. I mean, on the one hand, it is CG, so they literally just could redo the whole thing, just change the model and then re-render all the scenes. Maybe they have the alternatives already in place. Did someone suggest, did I, I mean, did I, did I imagine this? But was there some suggestion that this was a viral marketing campaign to make everyone talk about it? And then secretly, they've actually got the good Sonic ready to go, but they just rendered a few scenes with this really dodgy Sonic to get everyone talking about it. Because that would be a genius move if that was so. That would be, they will be writing marketing textbooks about this for generations. But the reality... I mean, there's the whole thing about never attribute to malice what can be attributed to stupidity. I mean, this is probably just a really tone-deaf, terrible design for Sonic. And then when they've seen the scale of the backlash, they've decided, "Uh uh-oh, we better do something. But there's no guarantee that they'll get it right second time round as well. No, they're just going to photoshop his teeth out and hope that's all that... That's all. They're going to hope that's all they need to do, because that's what most people reacted badly to, I think. It's it's gonna be all gums, and that's be that's the way that'll be no better. <laughs> I was just putting a scene where they showed Sonic taking out his dentures. Yeah, highly dubious. So when can we expect Sonic? It's the end of the year, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. And are you gonna watch Detective Pikachu? No, but I won't say any more. I won't say why. I'll let you watch it. I don't want to ruin future Mike's. Hopes. Oh, okay. Okay. I think it looks good. I think it looks good. This is Future Mike reporting in to say, Theresa May has resigned as Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. The Sonic movie has been delayed until 2020. And Detective Pikachu was... Kind of good, but not amazing. I'd give it a 7 or 8 out of 10. So, we're still waiting for that truly, unambiguously great video game movie. Maybe Mario will do it. Who knows? Anyhow, let's return to the past. Should we move on? Yeah, let's move on.
So let's talk about dreams. The game, not what we were actually dreaming the other day. Yeah, the, yes, 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 the game. <laughs> this thing has been going on for so long. You have been hyped about this game for so long. Like, I'd never heard of it until you talked about it. And I think you put it on your list of things you were looking forward to, like for the past two years of the podcast. Is that right? Yeah, that's probably right. I really, really enjoyed Little Big Planet. I thought that was a genius thing what they did with that. And now it's finally out. I can't believe it's out. Like, that completely snuck up on me. It's probably because it's not out in Asia, right? It's out in Creators Early Access in the US, Canada, and Europe, basically. Maybe some other countries too, but unfortunately, those are the only ones I remember. So it's not out in Hong Kong, certainly. But it's not been out that long. It was out, it was released 16th of April. Yes. And there has been some coverage of it. And I wanted to come back and collect our thoughts on it. And I didn't expect you to care. Well, I was just, this literally snuck up on me. I had no idea it was out. I mean, I have only done the most cursory of research. Yeah, I'm sure there are loads of channels where people are showcasing their creations or playing other people's creations and, you know, commenting on them. But I have only done some very, very surface level research because I only found out it had been released today when you sent me these podcast notes and I looked at them. So please take all of my comments with that grain of salt. But what do you think so far? I have listened to a lot of chatter and I've read quite a few features about this game and everyone sees it as an alternative game engine or game designers tool. And then I watched a few videos on YouTube and they seem far off the mark. I expected something more substantial. These were like five minute experiences is what I saw. Maybe that's a bit harsh. Maybe I should throw it over to you to <laughs> bring some positivity in. I was really impressed. I was actually really surprisingly impressed. I don't know what you were expecting. I mean, I don't know what crazy expectations you had for this, but I thought it looked really good. What does that mean? I was actually quite amazed by what people had managed to make in this thing already. Because, I mean, think about it. Think about, say... I'm going to bring it back to Mario Maker because that's my favorite random creative tool on the internet at the moment. But think about what early Mario Maker levels were like. They were all kind of just aping what was already there. And they were basically just your classic Mario level, like get to the end. And then there was the innovation of puzzle levels. And then the innovation on those of troll levels, which, you know, made the game 10,000 times better. But, you know, think about what, people were making when that game first came out and then look at what people are making now this game is out for a few weeks and already people are making you know fps's rpgs classic 2d shmups weird puzzle games weird concept feely video demo things i don't know why well, I, I can't even think how to describe it but yeah it's nuts like i saw someone <laughs> made the intro to Dark Souls just to show it could be done or someone else made the first level of Super Mario Brothers again just to show it could be done like we're at that very early stage where people are just finding out what it's possible to make in the engine but 
There was an Ocarina of Time intro as well. There you go. But I mean, what were you expecting? Were you expecting someone to make a 60-hour Zelda clone or something? I just expected more polish. I mean, one thing I wanted to note was that if you compare it to Mario Maker or Little Big Planet, the end product is still quite polished. All the assets are there, I guess. And it feels like there's less choice or less environmental clutter to put in, less mechanics to play with. And what you have at the end is much more polished. I mean, this just reminds me of Click and Play or the Games Factory. I mean, if you you compare and contrast this to, say, Unity or Unreal, you might think, oh, I'm making a game... I should use a proper game engine. Why would I make it in this? But this is really good for rapid prototyping. And people's expectations of the thing made in this are not, I want a 60-hour game. I expect this complete polished game. They are, I'm going to have some fun and I'm going to see whatever crazy thing this person has made. And maybe it's only a couple of minutes long, but that's okay. I want to see what they've managed to cook up for me. And you can make stuff really fast. You can, you know, it looks like, They give you basically rigged characters with inverse kinematics and walk cycles and all this other stuff. Like you can just say this character can walk, boom, done. You know, you don't have to go and spend ages like putting in bone weights or all this other stuff that you'd have to do if you were doing it in one of these engines. It's lower fidelity, the output. Like, you know, you have less freedom to make it exactly what you want, but you can do it really fast. And it actually still looks pretty good because obviously there are all sorts of rendering presets and defaults that they've set that, you know, you can tell it was made in dreams, but it still looks pretty decent. What do I need? I think the beauty of dreams is that there is no, it's not tying itself to any genre, but that's what I need. Cause otherwise I don't know what to expect. Maybe that's the beauty of Mario Maker. Little Big Planet is that I know when I load up, I'm getting a platformer of some form. It will be interesting to see how the market reacts to dreams, whether it has legs, like whether people buy it, not necessarily because they want to make stuff, but because they want to play other people's creations and because they know it's the place to play, you know, like the new gaming concepts for the next, you know, year, you know, like you could make presumably Dota 2 in dreams, for example, you know, like Dota 2 came from modding Warcraft, well, Dota came from Modern Warcraft 3. But if you wanted to, I assume you could make that in Dreams. And, you know, whatever the next crazy game is going to be, which I guess at the moment is Auto Chess, but whatever, you know, whatever the next one, the next next one will be, maybe that could be made in Dreams. That's an idea. That's a thought. I mean, yeah. So weird. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. But (laughs) I'm putting a very positive spin on this. You are. You are. I think it looks cool. There's no reason why there cannot be one stellar, stellar creation in Dreams that goes and spawns off its own own game in itself. So, Mike, do you see yourself as a creator or just a consumer? Because sometimes you you are a creator. Yeah, I saw you put this in the show notes. Has Mike ever considered himself a creator? And I was like really offended. What? I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> am, I, am I not a creator? Am I not creative enough for you? What do you think this podcast is? What am I doing spending all this time slaving away over audacity, cutting out mouth clicks and 
applying filters to hair dryers. No, 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 no. So, yeah, you know, I used to be a creator and then something in me died. And now all I do is just like play other people's stuff. And now I don't even do that anymore. What am I saying? I used to be more creative, I guess. Actually, did I used to be more creative or did it used to be just really derivative? Maybe I'm still really derivative. I used to really like Click and Play and the Games Factory when I was a kid. So I used to really like making stuff in those two games. And I guess I'm looking at dreams and thinking, hey, is this the spiritual successor to those game creation toolkits? Is this what kids will, you know, cut their teeth on when they want to make games and they don't know how to program? So, I don't know. Would I play Dreams? Would I find that edge again and make some stuff? Personally, I think probably not. I mean, if I had Dreams, I would probably just play other people's stuff. Because I feel like if I was going to make stuff, I should probably try making it in Unity. Or Unreal, but probably Unity. But having said that, Unity is probably holding me back. Because I'm too concerned with trying to make it just right. Or I'm too concerned with trying to do it all myself. And something like Dreams probably is perfect because it's like, you can't do it yourself. Just use their rigged model. Just use their walk cycle. Just, you know, and that in a way is really freeing because you talked about the problem of blank canvas. Like you, what kind of game do you even make? Mario Maker, Little Big Planet, you're making a platformer. With Dreams, you could make anything. So what do you do? But it still has restrictions. They're just different restrictions. So maybe those are enough to railroad you just the right amount to make you make something and not get, you know, bogged down in all the details that you don't really need to worry about when you're prototyping. You know, just just throw stuff together, see what sticks, make something good. And then you can spend a thousand hours on trying to make it yourself in a different game engine once you figure that out. That was a long answer. Sorry. <laughs> I kind of went all over the place there. So that's a yes. You are, but not for dreams. Maybe. Am I really going to buy it? I've got no space on my PS4 hard drive anyway. I will wait till it's a full release. Yeah. We'll wait till it's released in Asia anyway, since we can't buy it at the moment. Well, I guess you can. You've got a UK PSN account. Actually, so do I. In my back pocket. So. But you know what I think of dreams? You're disappointed. Yeah. All this time waiting and now you're disappointed. It's all a bit janky. I don't I just don't understand. What did you want? Like, what were you expecting, Ting? Like, human beings have to make this. They're having to make it using a PS4 controller. You know, what did you expect? For some reason I thought the assets would be like little big planets and they would just lift them all up and just say, Yes, you can run with these guys, and everything would look like all genres given the little big planet sort of feel look and feel instead i've got cone people walking around it's not all cone people and mannequins and i think you can import your own stuff or make your own stuff but that's hard of course it's hard anything anything that's worth doing is going to be really hard you're going to get amazing looking stuff but people will just have to have worked really hard to do it but can't you just can't you just lift it? Can't you just take another person's level and edit it? Oh, you can. There you go. So you can just steal someone else's hard work. You filthy animal. I just need someone to produce the best version of something and then I'm just going to lift that and then I just apply 
<laughs> I don't know what I'll play. You, you'll put a filter on it and say, I made this. I contributed to it for sure. I contributed to it. <sighs> for some reason, I thought it'd be like how Smash Brothers is like a a culmination of all Nintendo assets. I thought somehow they would just smash all the... Oh, maybe that's a step too far. That was never happening. I just dreamt too hard. Not for the first time. You woke up. You woke up from your dream and dreams was a disappointment. Welcome to being an adult thing. That's adult life for you. Everything's a disappointment. Adult life is hard. It's not a disappointment. It's just hard. Yeah. Everything's your problem. Even global warming. Well, the plastics are, are our problem for sure as well. On that sunny note, let's talk about E3. I check my laser gun and I go pew pew pew! E3 rapid fire. I don't really know what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes. So how are we doing this? Are these predictions? Are these hopes and dreams? What are we doing? You wrote this huge long list of stuff and you highlighted some things and you told me to highlight some things. So I highlighted some stuff, but we never really discussed what we were going to do with the list. We're going to do rapid fire with the list. That's all we know. That's all we're going to do. So of our highlighted things, do you just want to say it? Yes. And then we'll both react to it. Yes. Let's just do that. Yeah. Why do I complicate it? I love complicating things. It's my... <laughs> well, the rules are, you only you get to, you can talk every prime numbered one, and then... No? Okay, fine. Let's, let's just say them then. That really sums me up in the line, though. <laughs> I would love something like that. Xbox Game Pass comes to Switch. It's a no-brainer. I think this is another one for the fans. Wait, what? What are you smoking? <laughs> Seriously? What? This is, this is this is you may as well have just written they make a good sonic movie like what what is this why on earth would xbox game pass be on switch what games would even be on this hypothetical game pass like what that's true minecraft and cuphead <laughs> so like what seriously like what yeah so my reaction to this was uh but your reaction was amazing. Okay. Well, they could have cloud. They could have access to the the Xbox cloud gaming platform. You may as well just say it may as well be Google Stadia. Like, yeah, I guess they could. I don't know. Anyway, there you go. That's my that's my opinion on that. And yours, it see. So next one. Next Xbox gets announced. Probably. Definitely. Yeah, it seems reasonably likely the bigger question is what on earth are they going to call it i mean they really painted themselves into a corner on this xbox 2 but it's technically the fourth xbox what would you do what would you call it y box that's the only dimension they haven't gone in x tesseract <laughs> yeah i don't know really either Xbox One, two. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the real reason we won't see another console generation from Microsoft is because they can't figure out what to call it. Next up. Square unveils Avengers Project. 
What does this even mean? So I think we know Crystal Dynamics are working on an Avengers game. But it's pure speculation. So this is a a prediction, I would say. It's so weird, actually, because there are loads of Avengers games on mobile already. Or at least YouTube appears to be advertising loads of mobile games to me. I assume they're all different ones that involve the Avengers. Maybe there's just one. And there's just loads of characters, and so it all appears to be different games. Oh, whatever. Yeah, okay, fine. I mean, I guess that's the more sensible thing. I thought it might be kind of funny, like, Square Enix is Nick Fury, and they've just assembled a bunch of superheroes. So you don't care about this? After the Hyperven game, you don't have love, you don't have that much love for the MCU? I like watching the films. I'm not sure I actually want to play any MCU video game. What was that Marvel roguelike game with all the characters in that they actually shelved this year? They wound it up, didn't they? Or the end of last year? There was a Marvel game where you could play as Deadpool and Cyclops and Iron Man and like like every Marvel character was in this game. And it was an online game? Yeah, it was an online game. It was like Diab- it was basically like Diablo 2 or Diablo 3. Was this the one they they released twice <laughs> to get better reviews? Marvel Heroes? Yeah, Marvel Heroes. Have you played this? I thought you you've played Yeah, I played it. That was the last kind of Avengers game I played and it was actually really fun. But it was also a free to play microtransaction hellscape, so I don't know. It's it's gone now. It's wound up, which is a shame in a way because the production values were actually pretty high. It was actually a really cool-looking game. Whatever. Anyway, let's keep it rapid. Next up, Final Fantasy VII gets a release date. Now, I have to admit, I highlighted this on the list not because I care about it getting a release date, but just so I could comment on the Final Fantasy VII remake. I mean, it's almost certainly going to get some kind of release date at E3 because it's episodic and they said more info coming in June and surely we're going to get the first episode imminently but also yeah they released an updated trailer and I'm not sure how I feel about it because it's not the active time battle system it's the Final Fantasy 15 slash Kingdom Hearts run around and mash buttons battle system I don't really like that. But it's the new world. This is how it is now. I guess. I suppose they know that if they make it the classic Final Fantasy battle system, just the kids won't buy it. Right? Like, people who've grown up on Kingdom Hearts are not going to want to take turns. They're going to be like, I want to smack it in the face. Wait, your turn. No, I want to smack it in the face now. I'm disappointed, though. Are you going to play this? I don't know. I want, I want, I want Spirits Within to be a good film, so no. <laughs> we need to have a longer conversation about Spirits Within at some point, clearly. Rocksteady's next game is announced. I think this is a hope. Because it's all gone quite for a long time over at Rocksteady. And I really like the Arkham games. Would they make another Batman game? No, I don't think they're going to make a Batman game. And I don't think it's a Superman game. Do you think it would be good for them to make something that wasn't comic book related? Or do you think they need that framework 
of the existing character and universe and they just are able to execute an amazing game but they need that existing you know baseline to build on why why have you put in such a good question in rapid fire why why would you do that what the fuck okay we can shelve that for another time i really wanted them i really wanted them to make the harry potter game Mm. that would be interesting I i think someone else is making it i think someone has it's been confirmed that rocksteady aren't making the next harry potter game but that's speculation as well i would love a good harry potter game yeah harry potter game feels like another game that has so much potential but at the same time it's going to be so hard to actually make it cohesive and work with the whole magic system giving you the freedom but at the same time not making it totally broken i don't know i would really like a game like Skyrim and open world RPG, where they lean really heavily on the magic system. That's a conversation for another time as well. New Splinter Cell game announced. Uh, I don't care about this. This is your one, clearly. It's been so long since there's been a Splinter Cell game, and Ubisoft make a ton of, you know, they, they like to, I don't know what the right verb is, they care. They They put in a lot of care to the franchises and just keep Giving them time. Assassin's Creed is every two years almost. Watch Dogs, it seems to be every two years. Ghost Recon is every two years. And Rainbow Siege 6 is just forever now. Do you know, Sam Fisher, do you know the, the, you know, the, the night vision goggles? Does, you know, does the publicity mean anything to you? I mean, I, I remember seeing Splinter Cell on store shelves, but... I never played any of the Splinter Cell games, so I have no particular nostalgia or hankering for another one. There was, it was pictured as the alternative to MGS, right? It wasn't the ridiculous, over-the-top action blockbuster approach to stealth action. But wasn't it one where you just had to shoot out all the lights? Wasn't like every mission just shoot out the lights? Or was that just a joke? <laughs> there, there was a lot of that. But you felt cool doing it. Actually, now you've said it like that, it doesn't feel very cool. You've done something that April does really well. She she finds bands I like and, ri- and rips a song apart for a very repetitive, you know, tune. And then after that, I can't enjoy I can't enjoy things anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't played it. I actually just genuinely don't know. That's. I just saw some memes. That's all I know. There's a lot of truth in memes, unfortunately. Next up, Ken Levine's new game revealed. So he started a new game studio. Is it Ghost Story Studio? Something like that. And he's apparently working on something new that is on a smaller scale than some of his other games, but still based on AI. I don't know, it's all rumours and hearsay, but he's apparently making something, or at least his new studio is making something. Maybe it'll be pretty interesting, who knows. What's there? Mention of it being focused on storytelling, narrative? I don't know. Anyway, I'm ready for that surprise. Bioshock 4. 
I think this would only be disappointing. When I saw this list, I was kind of confused because I wasn't sure if this was stuff that had been announced and there would be more details at E3 or if it was like completely made up, la la land. So at first I thought, wait, Bioshock 4, when did that happen? And then I thought, is that really a good idea to make a Bioshock 4? What are they going to do with it? Like, where's the story going to go? But then I've highlighted it and said, I kind of want to talk about Bioshock 4. So yeah, Bioshock 4. I don't know. Could be interesting. We could always do with another lighthouse. It's probably going to be a disappointment. There is an established IP and it works. It's never as simple as that. They did kind of wrap everything up quite nicely in Bioshock Infinite. So they don't really need to open that Pandora's box again. But if they do, franchise away. Next up, Playground Games' next game revealed. So surprisingly, this was my choice. And to give you some rationale... What am I excited about for E3 this year? I don't know. I don't really know anything. And so I kind of just want to be surprised. Surprise me. Bring out something I haven't seen and make me excited for computer games again. Because there's loads of stuff coming out. Some of it's probably really good. But at the same time, like nothing's really made me feel like, wow, like really surprised. Like I've never seen anything like this before. So... Yeah, randomly, I just picked this because it was like, I have no idea what this could be. Surprise me. Apparently, Playground Games are working on an action RPG. Currently, what they're known for is the Forza games, which I don't really play because I don't really play racing games, but they're making an action RPG. Maybe they'll have some really fresh new take on it. I don't know. I, I, love, I just love the fact you're, lo- you're seeking out the surprises now. I feel like you're learning about yourself. <laughs> what's that supposed to mean I feel like when the, in previous I'm not sure how to take in that. previous E3 uh, episodes it's always been I'm just ready for disappointment well I am ready for disappointment but you know you're, you're doing the opposite <laughs> you're doing you know you're looking I'm looking for disappointment no you're not <laughs> no you're looking for surprises <laughs> most surprises are unpleasant surprises <laughs> they're problems and then the next one a game from The Initiative, which is a Microsoft studio. I had never heard of The Initiative before this list. I actually had to Google them, and I was like, what have they made? Oh, nothing. Yes, they've made nothing. So again, maybe they'll surprise me, hopefully in a good way, and not like a tax bill. Same, yeah. You're really pushing the boat out, yeah. Why not? It's a new console, bunch of new studios. Let's see what they'll announce. They're going to announce something. Now's the time. Next up, Watch Dogs 3 revealed. And set in London. Yes. I love virtual tourism. I would actually be quite interested in playing Watch Dogs 3 if it was set in London. Why? Because I know what London looks like. So this should be coming out at the end of the year so we're really expecting it to be revealed with gameplay with a date with a lot of details just imagine you could hack the london eye 
to what end? <laughs> to go backwards. No, you could make you could make it spin backwards. Whoa! I don't know. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got for you. I don't know. You could climb up the shard. Yeah, I don't know. What'd be really cool is if you could use the death ray to actually like melt a car, <laughs> like in real life. I've just never pictured London as being a very futuristic city. What? London's got quite a nice looking skyline now. I mean, it's very low compared to, say, Hong Kong. Wait, wait, you said now. The shard has really changed. <laughs> so you, you think all the skyscrapers make the skyline better? I, don't, I think like, the juxtaposition of... is basically just the shard. Like The juxtaposition of the shard and everything else in London makes it look like a weird future tech city because you've got all these old school buildings that are really low like really classical architecture and then you've got this gigantic crystal pyramid just like sticking up in the air and ruining everything i think it's cool because you know the shard was not built when i left london and the first time i went back to london and saw the shard i was like wait what what have they done this is straying far off topic. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> let's move on. I would like to play a game set in London. I think it would be fun. Given something you've mentioned recently, I wonder whether it will be full of funny accents. Oh, oh, that is a good point. That is a good point. Do you think they're going to have really comical English regional accents? I think so. Oh dear. <laughs> it's one it's one of the benefits of being set in London. Yeah. <laughs> You're hurting already. <laughs> I just feel like I'm gonna go back to real London someday and be talking to someone and be like, I'm sorry, I have to stop you. Your accent's not very convincing. And they're gonna be like, What do you mean? This is my this is my normal voice. I'd be like, yeah, but it's just not very convincing. I don't really feel like you're from Wales. <laughs> They're like, I'm not from Wales. I'm from London. Oh, you see, that's the problem. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's finish this up. Death Stranding gets a release date. 2023. <laughs> <laughs> that's not helpful. But we know so little. Yeah. So you don't think it's going to be a console launch title? Oh, it could be a PS5 slash Xbox One 2 launch title. Wait, can it be? I don't think it can be an Xbox launch title. Oh, it could be a PS5 launch title. Well, that's lucky then. We don't have to worry about the name. So a PS5 launch title then. It could be, maybe. Or it could be out in like, Six months. Who knows? Do you care? I think I would quite like to play it. Like, I enjoyed Metal Gear Solid 5 a lot more than I thought I would. I mean, I've only played Metal Gear Solid 1 and 5. And I haven't played much else by Hideo Kojima. But, I don't know, maybe I'd enjoy Death Stranding. It looks weird. On paper, it has all the sort of things I say I like about games, i.e. weird, mysterious, crazy deep lore. So maybe I would actually enjoy it in reality as well as on paper. Or maybe I'll be like, this is bullshit, and I'll throw it away. 
if you accepted all the madness in MGS5, I think you'll, you'll be okay. And that's it. And that's it. So now we just have to wait and see if any of this stuff actually materializes at E3. Because we won't actually talk about it because we're not recording any episodes in June. Because we already recorded them. That's it. So that is it. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. On YouTube. And Twitch as Lost Levels Club. That's it. And that's it. So, Michael, what are you grateful for? I am going on holiday in a couple of days. I'm going on holiday again. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I just go on a lot of holidays. What can I say? Not, it's, it's quite a short holiday. It's like three days. <laughs> At least it was three days. I thought you were going to say, oh, it's a short holiday. Only 13 days. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Japan again. Because my sister's in Japan. I'm going to go and meet up with her. So Michael says bye. Bye-bye.